Welcome to the Making a Runner podcast. I'm your host, Nick, a running specialist, biokineticist, and coach. And I'm your co-host, Davey, aka Davey on the Run. Through our shared knowledge and experience, we unpack the fascinating topic of running. We speak to coaches, athletes, subject matter experts, and everyday enthusiasts to help you improve your running. And ensure that you enjoy every step of the way, wherever the road or trail may take you. This is how runners are made. It's how runners are made, baby. Oh yeah. This limited series is proudly brought to you by ASICS, the official footwear partner of the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon. And have you heard? ASICS has also just launched the highly anticipated Joel Nimbus 25s. Oh yeah? So what makes this shoe so different? Three main reasons, Nick. Firstly, the new Pure Gel is 65% softer. It's also got 20% more foam, a higher stack height, and a rocker design. Nothing feels better. Wow, Davey, I must say, that sounds like the shoe that will help you go the distance. It will. Nicola! Davide. T minus. 30 days to the start of the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon. Are you ready? I am ready, man. I'm oh. feeling good. I'm feeling ready. I'm feeling prepared. I'm going to start my carb up. 30 days to go. <laughs> Especially after this conversation. Oh my word, yes. A very, very motivating conversation. A very, very insightful uh, conversation with none other than... Barry Holland. And Barry's done how many Two Oceans now? <laughs> Quite a few. Quite a few. Multiple the, figures. The, the, number, the number's not there with us, but it's... Well, it's 32. It's, it's 32. It's older. It's, well, it's more years of Oceans than what Davy has had in life. In life, yes. It's, and um, it's the same amount of years I've had in life. So <laughs> safe to say that he is an expert on the subject matter. And today he's going to be coming on to talk about how to go about planning a race and racing your plan, regardless of whether that is a silver or a finisher or your first time attempt at Oceans. Yeah, guys, it's a very, very, very informative conversation. Um, Barry does talk quite a bit about uh, chasing that silver medal. I think um, that's because Nick and I are kind of hyper-focused on it at the moment. But it's also a very interesting conversation, you know, if you're running it for, you know, just to finish it or five hours or whatever your goal is, there's um, really useful information um, going into it. And then also something that we didn't manage to talk about in the um episode itself that we touched on with Barry actually after we finished recording was just something about seconding guys I think it's it's uh, worthwhile mentioning that if you are going there and you're wanting to organize seconders it's a very challenging route to organize seconders for so maybe just start planning decide what you want to do I think it is going to be a self-supported race for quite a lot of the race but if you do have someone that's going to you know attempt to second you then just learn the roads of Cape Town. Yeah, there, there were sort of two suggestions uh, that Barry mentioned. So one of them was going up, uh, your second is going up Okopsevag and coming into Nordic. Uh, that is one point where a seconder would be able to meet you. And then the other one, which is a little bit more difficult, you would have to pre-organize a seconder to meet you in Hout Bay. But I think that's what Davy and I are going to go for because, you know, Hout Bay is the 42 kilometer mark. It's quite a, it's right before a major climb in the, in the event. So I think having that motivation to get to that second is probably a very important point. So we do talk quite a bit about the route in this conversation. So do listen up to it and we hope that you enjoy. Before getting onto the show, I do have to just mention that we hope that you have enjoyed Annie Bortma's 
episode three of the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon related to nutrition. If you haven't listened to it, guys, it is an extremely insightful episode and we do recommend going back and listening to that first. And also, Annie has put together a blog series created especially for Total Sports Two Oceans. So make sure to go and give her a follow and read up more on what she speaks about in terms of nutrition and race day planning but for now guys here is the boss himself the comrades legend the two oceans legend barry holland if you love the work we are doing and the impact that making a runner has had on the running community so far then why not become an official making a runner fan that's right guys making a runner is now on patreon although this started purely as a passion project we have had to become realistic about the time and cost of running a successful podcast. And that is why we've decided to set up a Patreon membership where our fans can make a pledge to support our work and help us further expand our reach into the greater global running community. If you're not in the position to commit to something like this, that's okay. We appreciate each and every listen and owe all our success to you. But if you want to make a pledge and become a super fan of the show, make sure to go and visit patreon.com forward slash making a runner. Thank you for your continued support and enjoy the rest of the show. Barry, thank you so much for being on the show again. You're the first guest that we've had on the show for a second time. Fantastic. I'm proud of that. Yeah. So last time you was here talking everything about comrades. Yep. Today, we are still talking about the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon. Wonderful. And uh, guys, none other than Barry Holland. How, how many uh, ultras have you done in so, Cape Town? So I've run 32, two oceans, yeah. So yeah. that I think that classifies you as pretty much an expert of that route. I'm, huh? not, I'm not even 32 years old yet. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we yeah. go. That, that pretty much hits the nail on the head. So Barry, give us a little bit of history about Total Sports Two Oceans for you. When was your first one? How has it progressed? Has that always been something that you raced in in conjunction with comrades was there ever times where you focused more on oceans than comrades uh tell us a little bit about that now the latter point i've never ever focused on oceans to the detriment of comrades so it was always a stepping stone to comrades uh and i think that's the right way to do it we always used to look very very carefully where oceans fell obviously it's always been on the easter weekend the first time ever now this this year that it's the weekend after after easter so if easter as we know easter moves so if easter was on the early swing let's call it that then you could race oceans and race comrades if if the easter swing was the late swing then you had to go and run oceans maybe have a hardish run but not flat out and not not racing complete racing because that was too damaging uh, for comrades so so if if oceans was Anything like six weeks before comrades, then a no no. Just yeah, just you can't survive a fifty six pounding and then go and race uh, comrades. Just not going to work. Your body so, no yeah. So then, in, in theory, this year is okay because thirteenth, fourteenth, yes, and yeah, then indeed comrades yeah. being tenth of June. It's very so nice. that's eight weeks. I think it is. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Okay. So that, if you want to go and smash oceans this year, good you, news. you certainly can. Yeah. <laughs> That's music to Davy's ears. That is what he is planning this year. Yeah, uh, and, we'll, and we'll talk about racing now. We'll talk about silver shortly. Yeah. Yes, well, that's that was actually one of my questions I wanted to ask. Obviously, everyone knows about from our journey is us uh, chasing a comrade silver. Not many people know that Two Oceans also has a silver medal. So silver medal for um, Two Oceans, guys, is a sub four hour. So that's a sub four our 456Ks, average pace is 4.15 a kilometer. But um, Barry, in your opinion, because you've done plenty of both, what's more difficult? 
Oh, without any shadow of doubt, the ocean silver. <laughs> That's I, not music to my ears. I call I call the ocean silver the runner's silver. Because if you can run the silver at oceans, you're a runner. You really are a runner. <laughs> yeah, because you, you've then you've picked your parents correctly. Uh, you've got enough you've got enough talent from your genes. Uh, because you need a lot of talent to run uh, an ocean silver. You, you're going to run, okay, your 415 is, is very arithmetic. You're going to have to run at 410 a K all morning. So 410 a K, and that means you're going up uh, Chappies, uh, you're going up obviously the Neck, uh, and you're not going to be running 4 minutes a K and 410 a K up those, yeah, up those yeah, mountains. Sure, yeah. So a lot of the time you're running under 4 minutes I a K. I just said to Nick, let's run 330 until until 40 Ks, <laughs> and then just like hang on and walk up the hill. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that's the best strategy. <laughs> well, yeah, I was chatting to Barry on the run this morning, and he, he said that I mean, a silver oceans for him is one of his greatest running achievements. No doubt, no doubt. And how many have you done? I've got twelve. I've got twelve silvers down there. So I'm very and I'm very proud of those. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, in terms of like following a strategy for you know running a silver, just quickly, because obviously, I mean, there's lots of runners doing it for different goals. But what would your top tips for somebody looking to do a silver uh, on the on the day be? So the, the breakdown of that of that of the course and and that time is certainly in in the big picture nice under three hour uh, marathon. So you've got to be through in about two fifty six two fifty five. Um, you can go through slightly slower, but you're starting to uh, leave it a bit fine because then you've got an hour dead for the last fourteen. But of that last fourteen, four of those are up the neck. Yeah. So so you know that, and you're not going to be doing as I said now four and four ten a, a k up the neck. So so that's the that's the broad strategy, and then it's it's to be very very careful that you don't go crazy in the in the first twenty one k's. That first twenty one of oceans is without any shadow of a doubt one of the fastest twenty ones in the yeah, country, and in and the country. So the well country. supported. Yeah. You got the half of the day. It's like absolutely, and yeah. it's unbelievable. So, <laughs> so you've got to be so so careful. You can suddenly find yourself sitting there at three forty five k because you've got the talent to do it. You can run that that that, that speed for a twenty one k. Yeah, but uh, it, yeah, there's there's a whole bunch more twenty ones <laughs> yeah. to come. You know, so so that's the thing. That you just have to be so careful that you you get through that half marathon. In the correct time, fast enough, but don't blow it. If you suddenly go through that half marathon in 80 minutes or something like that, you know, you're, you're depending on your talent level, but, but your, your ocean silver could be in, in danger because you could, you could find yourself blowing it. So you've got to be very, very careful. I feel like just listening to Barry here, I'm looking over at Davey and I can, I can just see Davey. It's, it's going to be a, a, ma- a massive challenge for you to just hold back in that 21 case. Hold, absolutely. No, I yeah. disagree. I disagree a lot with that statement. I think, I think 56 case is a long way to go. And I think, you know, everybody knows about, you know, the, the climbing starting from about 30 Ks. So I'm definitely going to be saving my legs for around about 30. So I'm not too worried about 21 Ks. For, for Chapman's Peak, you're talking about? Yeah, so the halfway at 28 is just as you start to go up Nootuk. So, so you've got the first Nootuk climb, and, and obviously for the new guys running oceans, they get a little bit confused because you climb Nootuk first, then you drop down to the corner of, of, um, Chapman's. of Chappies, and then you turn the corner, and then you've got 3Ks to the top from there. So you just got to be a little careful that you don't get ahead of yourself again. But it's, it's a race of absolutely two halves. I've never known a race in my life that is so divided classically into two halves. The first half of oceans is so quick, so easy, fantastic, you know, because uh, even when you come through Fishhook after the first 21, you've got a small climb, a slight climb, 
you know, running in Belito, we wouldn't even call it anything, you know. Uh, and then you're going through Sun Valley, which is all hell of a easy. Um, and then you get past pick and pay, where you, you know, past the turn off uh, to Okopsevech. And that's all still quite, then you start to climb a little bit uh, to the halfway mark. But, you know, if you take in as a small climbs and then at, at the halfway mark, Sure, it's a I'm whole new ball game. Take, I'm taking a look at this elevation profile. You can have a glance at that. That's that's scary. Yeah, that's it. A race of that two halves. Like a, that's a, looks like a like a diagram of like an earthquake happening. Yeah, that's like a race of two halves. Look how easy <laughs> that first half is, and how yeah. hard that second half is. But know? no, and, and Barry, quick one. I know I keep comparing this to comrades, but this is the last comparison I'm going to do or question I'm going to ask. But do you think there's two different runners for a, a silver medal at a two oceans, and then a silver medal at comrades? Because like for me, obviously, Comrades was very challenging. I think taking into account that it's a lot longer. So like, is Comrades obviously more endurance? And if you have, if you can run a, you know, a decent 42K and, you know, you're a faster runner and all of that, do you have a better chance of running a, a silver for 56 compared to doing a silver for 56 and then maybe still not getting a silver for Oceans? Okay. I mean, I mean Comrades. Yeah. I know what you're saying. So, so here's how it breaks down. Essentially, if you're a silver medalist at Comrades, you may not be necessarily be a silver medalist at Oceans. If you're a silver medalist at Oceans, you're a guaranteed silver medalist at Comrades, and in fact, you're more than likely a, a sub seven. So that's the difference in the in the in the talent level required, as I said just now, to run an Ocean Silver versus a Comrades Silver. Comrades Silver, five minutes a k, is yes, obviously it's quite fast, mm. uh, but Guys your age, you know, young and strong, if you've got a good head and you can take the pain and keep going, then you don't require that much talent. You obviously require talent. I'm not saying you don't have, have to have talent. You do have to have talent to run a silver at, at Comrades. But essentially, you don't have to have that much talent. But, but what you just said there about being able to take the pain. <laughs> take the comrades. pain for a long time. For a long time. Yeah. And, 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 and David, we're knowing who you are personally. You have to concentrate seven and a half hours <laughs> and that's very difficult yeah. very difficult yeah so so that's you know and that's the thing people think you know you can just go and run a silver at, at comrades you know it's seven and a half hours of literally concentrating because you have to know what you're doing and 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 stay on pace and 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 know where you are you can't just let your mind wander and be thinking about all kinds of lovely things you know and well, it, it, it does take a lot of concentration but i think that's you know Marathon running, anything past marathon, any obviously ultra running, but even up to marathon distance, I think, you know, the mindset is is a huge factor. And I want to just touch on that because, you know, we obviously have a lot of rookies this year at Two Oceans as well. And I think as, as a first-time runner, the mindset can be completely different to, say, someone going for a silver or a specific target time you know if they've done the race before they know what they're getting themselves into how do you as a first time runner of the total sports two oceans tackle that day where, where do you even begin do you do you allow it to just unfold in front of you or do you have a plan going into it no i think you must have a plan i think you really must uh, plan that that 21k time know that you're not going to go too fast because even if you're a six-hour oceans runner, six-and-a-half-hour oceans runner, you know, you, you'll, you'll be pulled into the same trap that, say, you're running, yeah. running six-and-a-half minutes a K, for example. You can very easily be doing 5.45s down to Fishhook, and, and suddenly your whole race has gone out the window. So you have to have that, even if you're a slower runner, you have to have that 21K time in mind and know what that should be. And then, obviously, what your, what your marathon time would be on the other side of, uh, of, of Hout Bay. Um, look, the last 
14 k's of of oceans are, are a lot about survival you know it's 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 tough it's really really tough because once you get you got we said we got 4 k's up the neck and at the top of the neck i mean the neck the road just comes up in front of your nose it's so steep at the top it's actually frightening um so you know you 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 you're so far off your normal time if you're running a silver like we said you're running 410 k at the top of the neck if you're running 515s 530s you're going to be lucky you know that's that's how you slow down uh, over those locks say top 2 k's for example and therefore you've got to get over the top and then make up that time and it's not downhill from the top from the circle at the top you've got 10 k's to run and it's certainly not downhill you've got uh, what we call fm1 and fm2 and and those are those are are horrible you know they they quite nasty little hills and you're obviously getting very tired so so you have to in your mind i think as a newbie uh going back to that point is pick that 21k time make sure you know what your marathon time should be and then yeah you know that you're going to have to survive but just try and get up the neck once you up the neck psychologically magnificent because you you've <laughs> climbed the neck you over you over the worst of it and you you've got the little hills towards they're not so little but they're horrible hills but you know what they're nothing like the neck So 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 fortunately uh, you, once you get to the circle at the top of you know Constantia there psychologically it's a different ball game if you're on your time you'll do it from there because you'll fight very hard you know especially you guys looking for silver and stuff that's where, that's where your silver is going to be made you know running running from the top there that's when you're going to just going to go and make it happen you know and, and what the support on route fantastic uh, as a first time runner it must be just <laughs> it's unbelievable but yeah. it must be a big concern because sometimes you can just let yourself get taken away from that support you know if everyone's cheering you on you're just wanting to showcase how you can run i think i think nick what happens with the support <laughs> the support at oceans with the people is i don't know that they that they drag you faster than you should go but i think they allow you to go <laughs> yeah. as fast as you should be going they they're fantastic i mean yeah. uh, you know obviously there's not much on uh, in hout bay um or not much on chapman should i say but fantastic support in hout bay and then as you climb the neck um just so many people and that's the top of the neck at the circle at the top unbelievable And I don't know how many thousand people are there, but they are, and there's somebody on a microphone picking up yeah. your number and your name, <laughs> shouting your name out. Oh, no. fantastic! Fantastic! Goosebumps, eh? No, no. Goosebumps. No, Talk to me about weather conditions, Barry. What, what should we be concerned about? Where's where? Which direction should the wind not be blowing? <laughs> you see, unfortunately, the wind is nasty in Cape Town, as you know. Um, if you get the southeaster, which is the big wind in Cape Town, it tends to as it, it hits you really on on uh, on chappies. But what happens in chappies is that there are these big gullies. Uh, you know, you're running up the side of a mountain. You're running up a pass, a mountain pass, effectively. So it's not a straight road. It's going into the gullies of the and the wind blows into those gullies. So often it's blowing you. is coming in one direction, but then it's blowing in the other direction. So if the wind is really fierce in Cape Town, it can be. quite horrible especially and going down the other side into Hunt Bay it can be really shocking i mean it can be if it's really bad it can actually blow your feet together and you <laughs> and you can trip so you have to be careful wow and whilst we're talking about that part of the route you know the chapman's peak part of the route how would you tackle chapman's peak i mean i'm sure there's a lot of people that ruin their race on the other side of chapies going down towards hart bay by pushing too hard down that hill what are, what are Absolutely. your thoughts there yeah yeah very very much so great point so climbing chapies okay climbing chapies the case there is just it's a very constant hill it doesn't change gradient virtually at all it just it it snakes because as we said it's twisting and turning it's a pass but it doesn't go up and down it it stays at a so you can 
find a rhythm on chappies and just run beautifully up chappies. So you just set whatever you're going to, you know, you work out your schedule. Let's say you're running silver, you're more than likely going to go up chappies at 440s or 430s or something like that, you know, four, four, whatever, you know. But you just get into that and you'll just stay constant like that. Over the other side, you really need to be careful because now the, now the, the you're still feeling great. There's only 30Ks, 32Ks at the top of, of chappies. And now you're feeling fantastic and you want to fly down those 5Ks. And they can be the absolute graveyard. Absolute graveyard. So you have to be really, really careful. Don't suddenly start doing you know, 335s and 340s going down there. there. You know, you might say to yourself, oh, I'm a hero and I'm picking up time and everything. I promise you, you, <laughs> you you're taking money out the bank and there'll be no interest on that uh, at all. So you, you, you're not going to get paid back for those 10 or 15 seconds, 20 seconds a K that you're running faster down there. Times it by five, 20, let's say 20 seconds or so. You know, you're not even picking up two minutes. Yeah. And, and what's the damage to your legs? So just, and the camber is shocking. The camber is absolutely terrible. Well, that's what yeah. I wanted to ask. I mean, the camber is a terrible going down, chappies. Yep, yep. You're, in, you're never running flat. You're never running flat. You don't notice it so much going up because you're not going as fast, but going down the other side. Uh, and then, of course, on the other side of the neck as well, the camber is yeah, just yeah, just shocking, yeah. absolutely shocking. So that, the camber is a big factor at Oceans, you know, because you, your legs are getting very tired just from the, the fact that you, you're not running straight a lot of the time. You know? What's something that, you know, people listening can do to combat the camber? Obviously, I mean, for those, that, uh, for those of you that don't know, it's obviously the condition of the road and the way that the road is lying, correct? Yeah, it's the, it's the slope of the road um, as it goes through a corner. You know, you, you, your cornering is like on a banked racetrack, effectively. Yeah. So, you, you know. so are there any tips that you have for somebody to, you know, combat that? David, there's not much you can do about it. You, you know, embrace you, it. There's, there's parts of, of on the down, going down roads drive on the other side of the neck and going down from the circle at the top. There are parts where, where you've got like a little flat section on the inside. Like but gravel, it, but gravel. It's, but it's cobble. It's cobbled as well, and you know, you know, you 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 have so much a danger of falling there, hurting yourself. I just take the pain of the camber. Just run the camber, you know, <laughs> you know. Buckle down. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so okay. So we've spoken about obviously mine and Davy's goal being silver. We've spoken about a rookie first timer and how they should approach the day. What if your goal is something different? You know, what if your goal is something more around about the five hour mark? Or if you're just someone that's gone down there, failed to finish and now you're just wanting to finish oceans. How how does your approach on the day change? I don't think it changes at all. I, I think it's you, you know Again, I think you're going to get sucked in mentally to, to you running, you don't know the course maybe that well, and now you're running down to Musenberg uh, and eventually around the corner to St. James and then on, on to, to Fishhook. And it's so easy. It's beautiful. It's maybe cool in the morning. Uh, you know, the sun comes up over Musenberg Mountain. It's, it's fabulous. And, and you just, and you get sucked in. So, and now suddenly you're running faster than you should be. So, so even that person that's just looking for a finish, Easy, easy does it. You know, like in all of road racing, you know, yeah. uh, if you are a little bit conservative to start with, it'll pay dividends at the end, absolute dividends, you know. So I think just being conservative and then, you know, it's just the mental side. You just have to say, get through the marathon mark and I've got 14 Ks to run. I know four of them are up the neck and I'm going to struggle like hell. Uh, but when I get to the top, hey, it's the glory is all there. It's fantastic, you know. 
crowds, lots and lots of people going down the other side, thousands of people. You know? Yeah, I remember when I did my first and only two oceans, I was in 2018, at the beginning of my running journey, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about in the sense of like, I ended up with, I think, maybe, I don't know, maybe like the B batch or the C, I was like a, a, a D or an E batch kind of thing. And like, I saw these people and they looked at me, they saw my batch and they were like, you're running too fast. Yeah. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what yeah. they said. And I, no, but I feel great kind of thing. And I, yeah. I did feel great, you know, in those first, especially like five, 10 kilometers yeah. where you say it's nice and cool. Mm-hmm. You've got this huge crowd. Everyone's clapping for you. Fantastic. You know, your family's maybe en route and yep. you want to, People are tracking you. So um, it, it is, it's so easy to get caught up in it, no matter what your goal is. My goal was just to finish. And then, you know, you run the risk of, of blowing completely. Totally. And, 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 and that's such a, it's such a wonderful race to enjoy. Exactly. Because, you know, the wonderful thing about oceans is, and here's us long distance runners, it's only 56K. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, there's us idiot, uh, you know, comrades runners. So at oceans, you get there, you, you go home, you have a shower, whatever, you might have a little bit of a kip, whatever, and then you, you go out that night. You're going jawling, yeah. you, you're having a meal out with your mates and having a couple of drinks and whatever. You don't do that at, at comrades. Comrades, you're going to one place and that's, <laughs> that, that's the blanket show. That's <laughs> it, you know, that's it. So, you know, the difference is that oceans is only 56 Ks and it's therefore it's to be enjoyed. It's a fantastic, fantastic race to enjoy. And I mean, scenically, <laughs> yeah. just, you just can't beat it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if there's one if one piece of advice I can give anybody going out there and running it for enjoyment is stop and take a photo on Chapman's Peak. Absolutely. Ask somebody who else, who, who's there also walking. Yeah. Give them your phone, get the photo. You're going to want the photo because it is unbelievable being on that Chapman's Peak road, you know, running because it's not something that you get to do every single day, especially no. with that road being open to cars and yeah. cyclists and all of that. So. Yeah. Having it, you know, just for the day, for runners only, oh, it's a incredible. very special time. I, yeah. I, I, David, I agree. Chapman's Peak in particular is spectacular. Mm. It is, I mean, I, I, my first oceans is still my fastest oceans ever. I ran 349. And, sure. I, and I, I ran up there, and instead of going tiger line across all those <laughs> S-bends, those twisty, that twisty road, I ran right next to the wall that, that you drop down and there's a sea below you. Because I was watching the ocean and the waves crashing into the rocks and I was just like in awe of this. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, you and, know. And do you think because it's so beautiful, it, like honestly, like surely it must like take your mind off of that pain for a little bit. You yeah, know? it like, does. You like look where you are and you're like, yeah. because that's the thing like with comrades and, you know, it's like <laughs> you're not running through like the most beautiful part of our country. No, you're not. No, it's so pretty, you're it's like quite constantly pretty, yeah. like, this is cuck. No. This o- is oceans <laughs> is spectacular. Oceans yeah. is absolutely spectacular. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> so with, with this episode dropping 30 days prior to your ocean start, um, what would be your advice? There's a month left to go. If you haven't started training, my <laughs> advice is don't do it. Yeah. Four weeks is <laughs> just, enough just time. Just don't do it. You haven't got enough time, that's but for sure. what can someone do in the last 30 days to ensure that they, they get the most bang for their buck when they get down to oceans? Yeah, Nick, a, a, a bit of a tough one because it all depends, I think, more on how what your objectives for the year or your running year are. You know, as I said, now you can race oceans because or run oceans well because it's far from comrades, but you still have to bear in mind that you're more than likely still training for comrades. Most oceans runners would be doing comrades. So you have to I always just then fit oceans into the comrades' plan. So I try not to let 
oceans affect my comrades program too much you know because if you start taking a three-week cutback now to oceans i find that very hard because that's now three weeks out of your comrades program so if i was racing oceans uh, and because it is shorter i would take a much shorter cutback so my cutback would be a week to 10 days you know where i would come right back off off training and 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 such a taper a taper yeah, okay. a ta- yeah. and, so, and what would be your longest run what, but in the last before, 30, in before the th- oceans, the last oceans was your main goal. If, if, if oceans was the main goal, I would be certainly running a, a marathon now, and then I would be decreasing. I'd go marathon typically uh, maybe thirty, perhaps twenty, uh, and maybe in the last weekend fifteen or something like that. Fifteen okay. twenty the week before, yeah. And and for for people that are like looking to race it, I mean, if you, if we talk about you know mileage for comrades, we obviously know that's quite high. I mean. Two oceans, would you say it's similar to training for a marathon? Yeah, very similar. Almost the same. You, you, you would just take a marathon program and add, add some beef to it. Just, just put it on a little bit of steroids. You're you making know? it sound like it's a walk in the park, like it's like, you know, just <laughs> Davey, another run. Davey, with, uh, your, with your talent, <laughs> I promise you, silver, I d- silver at oceans is walk in the park. <laughs> I just heard Barry come in here say it's the toughest thing to do. And it's like, yeah, it's just like a marathon. Like, the hard silver. Listen, running oceans is not, is, is not that difficult. Running a silver at oceans is very, very hard. Yeah. Because it takes, you know, you, 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 as I said, you're going to run 14K all morning. And there's not much time to to run a whole bunch of fives or something like that. The, the great part about it is that Nick and I have no idea what you're talking about. So we're just like <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're going, going to we're going to discover what you're saying. But for now, we're like, oh, and, so it sounds doable. But you see, what you you've both got multiple sub three hour marathons. So you know what it takes to run a three hour marathon. What what is going to hit you is the extra fourteen k's, and of which four are up the neck. So you and the neck comes at like a wall in front of you, and you're very conscious of the fact that you've got to still be running fairly fast because otherwise, too many very slow Ks and and that silver's gone. You know, so yeah, you've got to. You, that's what will hit you is the last, yeah. the last fourteen. You know, and you know, as this is the the total sports two oceans marathon special, uh, we, we've talked a lot about the ultra. And if you're wondering about the half, well, Barry has done no halves. You know, he's, he's only ever gone so, down to so oceans. Give, give yeah. us your top tips for running the half. <laughs> no idea whatsoever. No tips. And I think in, in 20 minutes of podcast, you've probably lost anyone that was thinking about the half. And now they're probably wanting to enter the full. Substitutions but, are still open. You know, once Barry gets his 50th comrades, comrades out the way, then I'm sure that he's going to be giving uh, Oceans 21 a go. Yeah, I'm going to read it for sure. Then I can t- t- come and talk to you about it. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Barry, I think there's just one more question that I want to ask you. And I think, you know, we have addressed it through the discussion, but it is a question from one of our followers. Mark Dingle asks, how will racing Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon affect your comrades? As we have discussed now in the pod, because it's so early, it really will have very little effect. In fact, it should have a very dramatically positive effect because it's another ultra. You know, it all depends on, on what you're doing with your comrades and who you are. You know, one of my benchmarks, as I said, if you're running silver and faster at comrades, you've got to have five runs over 50. Now we do the, 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 the root tester, which gives us a 55. The oceans give you a 56. You've only got to find another three. That's if you're a sub seven and a half hour comrades runner. So it, it's a great... It's a great builder in your program. It's wonderful, in fact, and it's uh, and it's not that long that it breaks you and and or breaks you down. And uh, the 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 training load it adds is really not not not. It's in fact it's beneficial, I believe. You know, brilliant, yeah. cool. 
So, think ba- so Barry approves. Barry, Barry approves, Mark. <laughs> Barry approves. Barry, thank you so much for taking the time today. I think, you know, we've gone over quite a bit. Uh, one of the main points that Barry always emphasizes that that you need to plan your race and then go and race that plan. Absolutely. And I think we have pretty much discussed exactly that today. So, Barry, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Baz. And uh, all the hey, best on your, on your way to your 49th, comrades. Thank you, Will. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Making a Runner. We hope you enjoyed it and found value in the show. Don't forget to rate and leave a review on your favorite streaming platform. And remember to share with your running buddies. Follow our journey on our socials and feel free to engage with us on all things running. We wish you a pleasant run wherever the road or trail may take you. Bye for now.